Greetings, welcome, bienvenidos, hola, aloha, ni hao, namaste, konnichiwa, bonjour, bonjourno, sawadi karab, guten tak, jau wi viva kat bang, half a day, jai janendra, salam, shalom, peace, now, go vegan, peace how, go vegan. From the new right-left coast of the genetically mutated McNugget Pharmaceutical Vivisection Prison Killitary Industrial Corp Nation in the cheese-covered, post-constitutional, bankster-bankrupt, corruptocracy, mocracy, criminocracy, unchallenged by meteocracy, foodborne in the NSA, NRA, CIA, USA, um, home of Uncle Salmonella, where they sure do eat a lot of dead animal body parts, and the Wall Street-backed corporate diet of death, disease, and destruction is shoved down your throat. This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, and uh, tis becoming the season, isn't it? Isn't tis? It is becoming the season. Um, to be to be a bear and hibernate. Uh, that's. That would be the life, huh? What a time of year. Isn't the holiday season sad enough, depressing enough for enough people that we shouldn't add insult to injury by going off daylight savings time and going to standard time? Standard time. It's like going from organic to conventional. And uh, when did conventional start meaning, you know, we're the, the normal contaminated poisonous toxic one? That's conventional. Um, not that organic is so per- you know, so perfect anyway, with what it allows. <sighs> if only we were veganic. All right. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to think about that right now and get even more depressed because our clocks fell back and uh, it gets dark in the middle of the day. It seems you know, like wake up, wake up, and and then it's then it's nighttime already, and it's. Nights are forever without you. Okay, so uh, a bit of holiday cheer. You do have Radio Bobby to feel better about uh, these days, you know, after uh, listening to the music on Radio Bobby, radiobobby.com. I'm sure that would be a bit of holiday cheer for you. So um, I'm telling you, you really, you, you owe it to yourself to uh, check out RadioBobby.com. And by the way, Radio Bobby is holiday music free. Um, So we're not going to get you all happy and feeling good with the music, maybe even singing and dancing. And then remind you, it's the holiday season again. So, you know, everybody else plays holiday music anyway. So Radio Bobby is different. So people who want to escape... From holiday music can escape to radiobobby.com. Okay, so here's a pop quiz for you. Uh, Maybe a pop music quiz. Was Radio Bobby recently created for the purpose of A. Becoming your most favoritest, bestest music station in the history of the universe uh, just to bring joy to the world? Or B. Was Radio Bobby created to be vegan activism, or C, all of the above? Or, since we are talking, and you are probably not reading what you just heard me say, um, there, there is no all of the above, there would be perhaps C, 
all of the aforementioned, what was just previously mentioned, huh? Okay, so when we started broadcasting this radio show, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, which I guess was Go Vegan with Bob Linden back when we started 16 years ago. How did we come go become Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden? I don't know. Who knows? So anyway, um, 16 years ago, the, perf- the purpose of this show was to infiltrate mainstream media with the first vegan show in commercial radio history ever. Um, so that you would have among the lineup of shows on... Regular old talk stations, you'd hear people talking about politics or George W. Bush or whatever normal talk shows discuss. And then up pops a vegan show. We were that vegan show. We started on KRLA in Los Angeles and quickly expanded to KYCY, the CBS station in San Francisco. Then we were with Clear Channel in San Francisco on The Quake and Green 960. And then on to the Air America Radio Network, stations all across the country, from WWRL in New York City, my hometown, to K-Talk in Los Angeles, my adopted town, although now I'm in Northern California. Um, we were uh, we were on uh, oh we were on CRN the cable radio network we were on the Genesis Communications network until fairly recently GCN the network that carries Alex Jones yes it carried Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden perhaps to make Alex Jones seem a little more normal perhaps um, or not we were told we were the first food program on the Genesis Communications Network, and that was news to me. I didn't realize this is a food show. Okay, I've learned something new every day. But uh, but now it's time for more radioactivity or radioactivism. Radiobobby.com, your mind-blowingly, amazingly awesome music radio station is actually a clandestine operative of the vegan movement, and uh, Radio Bobby wants to infiltrate your Thanksgiving family dinner, especially if there will be a dead bird on the table. Uh, So here's the plan, okay? I'm asking all vegans to insist that the music uh, that's played at at your holiday event be Radio Bobby. Huh? So um, that's what that's what it's going to be. Insist on it. The music for your holiday gathering is RadioBobby.com. Um, so you know, you can tell tell the family hey, if if you insist on serving a dead bird, at at least let me pick the music, okay? RadioBobby.com. The music itself uh, will actually make for a happier family gathering. To tell you the truth, I mean. Uh, I would imagine also the relatives would be happy to try to uh, make uh, vegan family members more comfortable considering the situation. And maybe, you know, throw them a bone, bad expression, uh, by uh, agreeing to play Radio Bobby. So Radio Bobby will appeal to the varied musical tastes of everyone in the family. So, uh, you know, that'll... They'll create a more comfortable vibe, you know, for what what may be a bit uncomfortable. 
And so if Uncle Harry keeps complaining about how un-American you are by not showing thanks and, and gratitude by eating the, the body parts of a violently tortured murder victim, um, well, you could just zone out, you know, like tune into the music that's playing on Radio Bobby and just nod your head and Uncle Harry. Okay, Uncle Harry, that's your opinion. Okay. Hey, Uncle Harry, check out the music that's playing. Um, and before you know it, Uncle Harry will be ignoring you. Uh, then Uncle Harry will be tapping his feet and snapping his fingers, maybe singing a little song and dancing a little with the music, and uh, at least he'll be leaving you alone. But wait, there's more. That's not the only benefit. Um, in the brief breaks between the songs on Radio Bobby, um, Uncle Harry will hear a vegan message. Yes, Uncle Harry will hear... A word on behalf of the turkey, mm -hmm. on behalf of all animals who are eaten or worn or used. Yes, Uncle Harry will be hearing about that. Um, and uh, Uncle Harry will also be hearing about connections to heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes. Um, you know, Radio Bobby is the music station of family values, right? So um, you'll be very comfortable playing Radio Bobby at a family gathering, considering our concern for family values. Do you value your family? Do you value your family's health? Do you want your family to be around a while? Do you want Uncle Harry to be around a while? Um, and, you know, do you want to... Uh, what about the kids? Do you want to set them on the path to heart disease, cancer, stroke, diabetes? So um, we'll be talking about that and the family values, healthy family values. And certainly there'll be family members who are concerned about the environment, about climate change and deforestation, resource depletion, well, you know, all, all of those good things. And... Uh, you know, what, what kind of world will the children um, of the family at the family gathering be inheriting? So Radio Bobby will talk about that through uh, the holiday gathering. So, um, you know, right now every music radio station is selling turkeys. So Radio Bobby is selling not eating turkeys. So leading up to Thanksgiving, Radio Bobby will be talking about not eating turkeys on Thanksgiving and the alternatives. And Radio Bobby will be suggesting uh, that, you know, at, at your Thanksgiving event, that uh, this be, well, the, the last Thanksgiving with the dead bird centerpiece for the animals, for the family, for family health, for planetary health. So, um, you know, and at, at this time of year, it seems that people get a little cutesy about, you know, cutesy-wootsy about uh, serving turkey in, in, in so many ways, you know, it's, uh, you know, what's, it's all things turkey, let's have, let's have turkey roll, let's have turkey bacon, let's have turkey sausage, uh, almost as if they are the health food alternatives to, uh, to the other dead animals, huh, but, uh, you know, and then for Christmas, uh, Everyone switches over to a food which Jesus, uh, you know, I guess apparently Christmas people are celebrating the birth of Jesus, um, 
what people celebrate with a food which Jesus, the Orthodox Jewish rabbi, would never approve. That would be the holiday ham, you know. So the family that eats all of these, well, really, processed meats, when you come right down to it, the family that eats all these processed meats together uh, will wind up visiting the oncologist together, really. Um, think of all the foods you'll be feeding your family this holiday season. Family values, you value your family's health, then it's time to really reconsider. Let's talk about processed meats for a second. For example, um, having that turkey roll for the holidays, that holiday ham. Well, you know, the World Health Organization, who? Yes, that's right, WHO, the World Health Organization, classifies processed meat as group one carcinogenic to humans. Right? Daisy's upset about that. Class, so the World Health Organization classifies processed meat as group one carcinogenic to humans. Associated uh, more often, it seems, with colorectal cancer. So, um, And then a, a 2016 report from the American Institute for Cancer Research and the World Cancer Research Fund found that consumption of processed meat increased the risk of stomach cancer. What do we mean by processed meat? Well, there's that that turkey roll, the ham, bacon, whether it's pig bacon or turkey bacon, hot dogs, sausage, corned beef, beef jerky, canned meats, uh, meat-based uh, preparations and sauces. So again, we're talking about that turkey bacon, the pork bacon, all of these are processed meats. They all cause cancer, uh, according to who? Um, and who was right because it's the World Health Organization, or I would have said according to whom, but according to the WHO. So also uh, processed meats include uh, chicken nuggets and chicken patties and fingers and fish sticks, fish nuggets, as I mentioned, hot dogs, also corn dogs and corn dog nuggets and bologna, pepperoni, salami, sausage, you know, and you know, when I say sausage, like, it's it's all sausage. It's Polish, uh, Polish sausage, smoked sausage, summer sausage, breakfast sausage, uh, links and patties and spam, um, and uh, something called treat. I don't know. I don't even know what that is. T-R-E-E-T. -E uh, liverwurst. Liverwurst uh, causes cancer. That's a processed meat. I can't believe it. this sounds like my lunchbox in elementary school. I'm lucky to lucky to still be alive. And I thought liverwurst was it tasted so bad. I I almost liked it, you know. But I that was in my lunchbox. Can't believe it. The 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 luncheon loaves I used to get uh, or loaves lunch luncheon loaves. Those are carcinogenic processed meats. Luncheon meats. Turkey, roast beef, pastrami, honey ham, honey turkey, all all carcinogenic. So all to be avoided um, if we value the family and, you know, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden and Radio Bobby uh, are, uh, you know, right there with, with family values. We value your family. And so we're giving we're giving you the truth this holiday season. And we're not giving you holiday music this holiday season, so uh, you can enjoy Radio Bobby for that. Um, I would like to thank, uh, well, I'd like to thank uh, Vegetarian House for its support of 
Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden and Radio Bobby. We say support your local vegan restaurants, wherever you are around the world. Uh, they certainly deserve your support. These are people who are putting it all on the line. They're basically the rescue missions of today. Your vegan restaurants, check them out. Uh, Google them, check out the menus. You'll see you're not really sacrificing anything or sacrificing anyone, like sacrificing a turkey for thanks, for gratitude. What what, what kind of way is that to be thankful? It's viol It's violent. So let's let's. What lesson is that for the kids? Let's be let's be violent and kill someone. That shows how thankful we are. Um, I don't think so. So check out the menu at vegetarianhouse.us. Um, and I mentioned these, these are the rescue missions of today, vegan restaurants. Now, we know coming up on the holiday season, we're going to hear some schmaltzy story, you know, in the meaty, uh, you know, NPR or wherever, with the little violins in the background talking about how some people got together to make sure that... Um, those less fortunate among us, the homeless, uh, managed to get that that uh, turkey dinner for Thanksgiving. And, you know, we, we all live happily ever after, although we're giving the homeless person a greater risk of cancer, heart disease, stroke, diabetes. And when you come right down to it, um, who's who's doing worse than, than the poor homeless person on Thanksgiving? Uh, who's doing worse uh, the turkey... Uh, on the plate that you serve to him or her. So anyway, there are many alternatives, many great vegan alternatives to eating turkey. Uh, you get those from Tofurky and Field Roast and Vegetarian Plus, and just really. Um, or just, you know, is there any need? Just have more of uh, whatever else is there, the cornucopia of... Uh, you know, that comes from the fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, and seeds, the sweet potatoes, and the corn, the beans, the, you know, all, all the good stuff, the stuff that's really food for which we're really thankful, okay? So, anyway, um, do support your local 100% vegan restaurants, very special places, and uh, a vegetarian house, if you're in the San Jose area, you are very fortunate because you have one of the best in the world. A vegetarian house, vegan restaurant, 520 East Santa Clara Street. Check out the menu at vegetarianhouse.us. You'll see we vegans have so many choices. We have the best food. We're foodies, you know, and uh, and our food is a real celebration of life. It's not uh, a dead body on a plate as some sort of strange celebration. Vegetarian house is at 520 East Santa Clara Street in San Jose, and if you have an event coming up in the Bay Area, maybe you want to have your Thanksgiving catered, any catering event, a business event, social event, you're getting married, you want the food to be great, get in touch with Vegetarian House. Its catering business is booming because you know, people want their events to be great, and you know part of that is the food has to be great. So um, you can be sure of that. Um, by getting involved, getting getting your event catered by Vegetarian House. I mean, what are the elements of a great uh, a, a great event? Great food and great music. So now you have RadioBobby.com for that also. And uh, also, 
you know, let's celebrate Thanksgiving. The dogs and cats can be vegan, too, at the Thanksgiving celebration. Let them enjoy evolution, vegan dog and cat food. Evolution, um, which is an award-winning vegan dog and cat food family-owned business. Been around for about 30 years now with no recalls ever. You know, no no recalls like you... So, you know, just the... The quality, the quality is there. Um, I don't know, you know, if you think about what, uh, what or who goes into regular old commercial dog and cat food, you wouldn't want to be giving that to your beloved family members at Thanksgiving. The holidays are anytime, actually. They have um, animals, you know, commercial so-called pet food has uh, sick animals, you know, Animals, you know, ground baby chicks, spent hens, sewage, steroid growth hormones, and blood meal, and animal plasma, and antibiotics, and even uh, rendered dogs and cats who were euthanized uh, going to commercial so-called pet food. So uh, you want none of that. You want evolution, vegan dog and cat food. That's what you want. Um... And there are instances of dogs living 21 plus years, cats living 22 plus years. Um, that's not a guarantee or a promise. Just saying, just saying, these are uh, what's happening. So it's 25% off your first order of dry food for new customers when you call 800-659-0104. That's the phone number 800-659-0104. And if you call on the first Wednesday of the month, you will get a 20% discount on dry food, 10% off canned food. And to order online, it's PetFoodShop.com. Okay, well, we will continue on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com, on Twitter at GoVeganRadio, Facebook Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. As I mentioned, we have RadioBobby.com. Coming up next, we will have commentary with Professor Gary Francione and Professor Anna Charlton on Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. Please support us with a tax-deductible donation. Click Donate at GoVeganRadio.com. First of all, let me say that we are very annoyed that we have to stop to record this because we were listening to Radio Bobby, and <laughs> and now you've taken us away from that, and we resent you for it. <laughs> well, I am suffering withdrawal symptoms, too, and actually, since we've been having some technical problems getting this call together, it means I'm that, you know, I'm away from Radio Bobby 
that much longer, you know. But I guess, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder. So exactly. Absence, I, makes, absence, make, absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's so, right. so when I go back to RadioBobby.com, it will sound even better, if that's possible. Exactly. That's and, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that's and, and also, I, I, I want to invite you know all of our listeners to check out Radio Bobby at RadioBobby.com, what I believe is the greatest music station in the history of history. Um, and I'm not just saying that because I produced it. I'm saying that because I listened to it, and I, I was in broadcasting for many years and created radio stations around the country. And uh, you know sometimes they would be a little more on the rock side or a little more on the jazzy side. And with Radio Bobby, it's like, here's everything. It's the music experience of a lifetime. I was a program director. I had to listen to a lot of bad music to get to all the good stuff that's on Radio Bobby right now. So I hope, I hope people appreciate it. And, oh, and that's kind of funny, too, because I worked at a radio station in Santa Maria, KXFM, and one day I had uh, an armful of record albums. Uh, I don't know if anybody in the audience knows, uh, you know, what that what record albums are, but we used to, <laughs> <laughs> we used to listen to them. And, I, and, and I'm leaving the office and I'm saying, oh, I'm so upset. I, I have all of these records to, that I have to, you know, hear tonight, you know, and they're, and they're looking at me like, you're complaining, your job is to listen to music, right? So, <laughs> but I had a lot of bad music to get to the good music, so they, they don't, they didn't understand the suffering, you know, that, that I had to endure, but, uh, um, well, people, people ought to understand that if they care about animals, they'll listen to Radio Bobby. <laughs> well, and, and you'll be surprised that, uh, that there may be some vegan messages uh, on Radio Bobby too, you know, it's uh, you gather an audience together. Audience, what am I back in New York? Um, you gather an audience uh, together, and suddenly they're hearing about uh, vegan issues while they're enjoying the music. They, that's why I, you know, I started Go Vegan Radio with Bob Lidham, um on regular commercial radio stations 16 years ago. I wanted to be there, you know, for you know, regular radio stations where they'd have a talk show about mortgages or vitamins, you know, whatever, George Bush, uh, and up would pop a, a vegan show. So here, uh, I'm, uh, I'm attracting people with a lot of great music, and they're not, they're not going to realize, why did I go vegan? I'm listening to Radio Bobby. I love the music. I'm singing. I'm dancing. And why do I want to go vegan, huh? Oh, and, and I, 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 extra, an extra selling point to promote Radio Bobby um, this holiday season, there will be no holiday music on Radio Bobby because the best holiday music is no holiday music. So you'll be able to take a holiday from the holiday music and uh, listen to Radio Bobby. And each song is a celebration anyway. And, oh, I'm delaying us from, from getting back to Radio Bobby. And we, we probably should talk about something vegan or... Well, we have well yes, what, what, what we'd like to talk about is, you know, you're not going to be playing holiday music during the holidays, and that's good. And, you know, it's a horrible time of the year because you have Thanksgiving with everyone celebrating, you know, giving thanks by killing um, a vulnerable little bird, uh, millions of them. Uh, and um, and then, you know, we have the, um, we have the frantic uh, rush to Christmas where we celebrate the birth of the Prince of Peace and anti-materialist by engaging in mindless materialism, but consumerism reigns. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that you, you're reminding me. I, I I got too happy again talking about Radio Bobby. You you you, you remind me. I, I forgot how depressed I am. I I get so depressed 
when daylight savings time shifts to standard time. There's something about that where I feel like, you know, the whole, you, you know, where, where did life go? You know, I mean, I, I have to live my life quickly, fast, you know, before it gets dark at four or five o'clock. Yeah, you people in California who complain about 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 this about not having enough sunlight. You don't have winter, so stop complaining. Well, you know, I am from New York City, and no, but you don't live there anymore. I know, but well, many years ago, I would be watching football games in California. You know, in January, February, people were wearing T-shirts. You know what I'm saying? What am I doing here with gloves and this hat and you know earmuffs and everything? So it's like. you used yeah. to wear earmuffs, Bob. Did you use <laughs> yes, yes, wearing earmuffs? <laughs> really? Of you used course. to wear earmuffs? Yes. Oh, God. Well, I'm 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 a little older than you. They were very fashionable, but uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not that much older than me. Just and a little. You, Just the earmuffs. The earmuffs. Earmuffs, earmuff, Bob. Bob. I want to I want to be clear about something. Earmuffs were never fashionable, <laughs> but um, but they were practical. Okay, they were practical. So don't well, yes, don't, I, be, I don't be such a purist when you can be practical. I know. <laughs> I know. But I'm a black and white divisive sort of guy. But the the um. The the thing we want to talk about tonight um, is, you know, it's it's now November and, you know, we all started 2017 with a lot of good intentions and um, and, you know, and, and maybe we've done some good things and maybe there are things we'd like to do more. But uh, everybody wants to be able to uh, advocate better for veganism for the animals. And Did on I the even a- mention that uh, right now I'm talking to Professor Gary Francione with Professor Anna Charlton from Rutgers University? I don't even know if we... <laughs> just <laughs> in case, just in case. <laughs> yeah, no, we're just randomly selecting people. And, um, we're, doing, and... we're doing our person-on-the-street interviews today, and uh, anybody and... here depressed about the holidays? So, no, okay, sorry. What I, what, uh, what, Anna and I on the 18th of November, which is a week from this Saturday, um, or two weeks from last Saturday, depending on how you look at it, um, we're going to be doing a webinar. You can get the information from our Facebook page, Gary L. Francie on the Abolitionist Approach to Animal Rights. It's a free webinar. It's going to be for a couple hours, and we're going to talk about vegan advocacy to try to sort of get people tuned up and excited and energized about um, about vegan advocacy. And and so, you know, we have a new book coming out called Advocate for Animals, an Abolitionist Vegan Handbook. And we're going to talk a little bit about the things that we discuss in that book. And, um, and well, I think... This webinar, it's uh, Advocating for Animals, the Abolitionist Approach, free live webinar with you, Gary Francione, and you, Anna Charlton, um, Saturday, November eighteenth, at what time? What time? I know it's 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 at eight a.m. I, I um, well, we try to choose a time because people are participating from different parts of the world. So uh, we will be sitting here, well infused with coffee. They'll um, <laughs> catch people in other hemispheres. I hope. Well, uh, yeah, I'm looking at this, and it's uh, 5 a.m. Pacific time. I might still be up from the night before, you know, I mean, but, uh, yeah, when I saw 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I thought, uh, you want to be talking to people in Europe, apparently, for... Well, yeah, we don't want, I mean, we don't want to run... Well, it's a Saturday, you know, and and we were thinking about this, and I thought, you know, we can all get up, we can all scrape ourselves off the sheets when we want to go to the airport for our fun holidays or something, so I think we can do it for... 
um, you know, a better a better reason. Yeah. The, the other the other reason was is that it'll be late, but it still be will will be a civilized time in Australia. Australia. And so we wanted to include the people in Australia, and we didn't want to have it too late on Saturday for the people in Europe. So, I mean, you know, you can never pick a time that's going to make everybody happy. I, frankly, am not nuts about doing it at 8 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but you know, but, but uh, Alan O'Reilly, who does our webinars for us, and who's a terrific guy, um, he is one half of the grumpy old vegans, um, with Francis McCormick being the other and grumpier half, actually. And, um, and, and so uh, Alan is um is is does these things for us and and so we always we try to pick a time and you know so we're just going to do it at eight o'clock in the morning and i hope people care enough to get them sort of get up and we'll have an interesting discussion we're going to get up get up do it and um and I, mean, so, I think it really is the time of, of the year when um when a lot of people get a bit depressed um for for a whole variety of reasons with, with this sort of forced joviality that we're encouraged to have and uh, it can fall very flat if you're feeling a bit um, depressed that you haven't got everything done that you wanted to do in the year in terms of, you know, uh, turning the world vegan. You have the prospect of um, spending time with families and, and friends who may not be um, on your wavelength and might make life a little difficult for you. And a lot of these gatherings have got a dead bird on the table. So it can be a difficult time of the year. Um, you know, for people with, uh, it's a time when depression and loneliness and isolation can rear their ugly heads. So um, we're trying to um, do our bit to encourage everybody to take a deep breath and uh, rustle up some optimism and take practical steps. One, to look after themselves in the, in the holiday period, but also to look at it uh, for, as a time for opportunities for effective um activism for a real ac advocacy within your own social circle which i i will go to my deathbed saying is the best place for each individual to have impact some people will you know go and teach courses some people will be on the radio some people will go on table there are all sorts of um, opportunities in a more perhaps formal way to do outreach but just the everyday interactions are opportunities for making the social justice issues of veganism part of your every disc, everyday discourse, something really integral to who you are and integral to your relationships. So that's something we're going to be talking about with the people um, on the webinar. And it's something that we've been working on in terms of an advocacy handbook to encourage and um, suggest um, ways of being a more effective advocate. And and one of the things we're going to really emphasize is the importance of the individual. I mean, I think people get overwhelmed and they think, well, you know, they they can't do things themselves. Now, a lot of this is the fact that the movement tells them that they can't do anything themselves. The only thing they can do themselves is write a check to the, the large organization, which is going to do it all for them. Um, but, you know, I think, I think that, you know, a lot of people feel really like they don't know what they can do. And what we're going to emphasize in this webinar is the importance of the individual. I mean, we're not going to talk about everything. We're going to just, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a limited time period. and We've got to pick and choose what we want to talk about. But I think what we really want to focus on is the importance of the individual and what the individual can do. And, and um, you know, because I think people really underestimate what they can do and the effect that they can have. I mean, I always go back to that to that you know mathematical fact 
that if if everybody who's now vegan turned one other person onto veganism in the next year, uh, and then that happened for a period of like you know ten years, the, you know we'd all be you know we have a vegan world, and so you know the oh, I, I hate to be positive, but if you remember this uh, this year, I talked about a survey. Uh, that was uh, from report uh, uh, report buyer in the UK that mm-hmm. says six uh, percent of Americans now identify themselves as vegan. So six percent, you know, I mean, it said that's up from one percent in 2014. You remember we talked about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and you know what? Whether that, you know, I'm happy to take. I'm happy to, to to say, well, that's way too optimistic, and let's cut it in half. But still, if, if we cut it in half, and everybody, you know, everybody did one person in the next year, and then we all repeated that, you know, we'd probably have, you know, a vegan country by, you know, in six or seven or eight years. I mean, it's, exactly. Well, well, if we are at six percent, we'll be at twelve uh, next exactly. twenty-four. You know, so it's it, it seems to be showing signs of really growing. Um, so if you if you want to make the six percent three percent. I guess I'll make the six percent, twelve percent now. What do you think? So just gonna. Well, you know, as long no. as we push it, push it. For, we know how we can push it forward. So whatever number we're at today, we can ensure that this time next year when we're talking, Bob, we're at you know double that. Um, mm-hmm. So everyone needs to be taking steps in their own lives to make sure that the good word gets out. And as as I was saying, I think this um, webinar is timely um, because we can. Take a moment to think. Well, I've got eight weeks, seven weeks, or whatever till till the whole, till the end of the year. What can I do that I haven't had time or initiative or discipline to do in the first part of the year? So can, can, whether you, can you calm down some of the people in the audience right now who are uh, really not looking forward to Thanksgiving with the dead bird centerpiece? Like well, any so, any advice for? Yeah, I think I think go and do something positive with it. And if if you know that you really can't get through the holiday dinner with your family, then um, so, some people would would do better to join them, you know, after the meal or something. It's better not to have the argument. Uh, one really good thing around the holidays is to go and volunteer somewhere. One, um, I'm sorry to have a really practical and sort of, sort of a, a bit of a subterfuge here, but it's a really good excuse if you don't want to go home for the holiday meal. And you can go and do something very good with that time. Um, you know, the food pantries, the food, the, the soup kitchens, the, the church groups, uh, you know, that are doing outreach. Um, are always looking for people during the holidays because other people want to go and be with their families. So you can just, it's just plus, plus, plus. And you can go and take some great vegan food somewhere. You can go and ensure that your local food um, outlet, you know, banks, pantries or whatever, have got some vegan food um, available for people who are having perhaps more difficulty in finding stuff easily. There are all sorts of things you can do. You can go and help at your local shelter. Um, You know, don't just call the day before but see what on on what basis they um, deal with volunteers you might have to do a training day or something like that there's so many things that you could do that's that are positive if you don't want to one worry about what you should be buying if you're watching television and everyone's saying bye 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 
or if you if you really can't face just another one of those dead bird um, ceremonies at home, go and do something better. And if you decide to go to the dead bird ceremony, take something great with you. You know, make that great pasta sauce, make the 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 um, the brownies that no one can leave alone. I, I always have the experience that if you take a vegan dish to, to um, your your work party, your your you know your family, it's the first thing that goes. It always gets, sure. <laughs> sort of annoying. The vegans haven't got anything to eat because everyone else has eaten their stuff. You know, <laughs> people love vegan food when they see that it isn't you know uh, fried cardboard, which is the idea that some people have. Uh, we recently had an event, uh, uh, a big faculty meeting at Rutgers, and you know they they make they make vegan some vegan food for me and for the one or two other people who eat it on the faculty because we we have a very large faculty now that we've merged the two law schools and um and uh, uh it's amazing uh, by the time i got to the to the table um you know we were standing in line uh we, you know for at lunchtime and we were all standing in line to go through the um, the buffet and when i got there all the vegan food was gone and I, 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 I was happy. I mean, I was hungry, but I was happy that my colleagues, you know, uh, enjoy vegan food. And I, you know, it gave me a good opportunity when I got back to the table with very little on my plate to sort of point out that, you know, this just goes to show that people really do enjoy vegan food. And, and um, uh, you know, and, and it's nothing to be frightened of. And it's nothing to think is, you know, weird or, or, or you know, not. not Actually, appropriate. we have the best food. We're, we're foodies, you know. We're, you know, we're, yes. you know, we're very, you know, we, we, we really are very choosy and picky. And so we have the best food, you know. I mean, that's what we choose. We pick the best food, like, you know. We have the real food, not the uh, decomposing body parts, you know, not the salmonella and uh, campylobacter and listeria and all of those, you know. Just, uh, and, and, you know, to, to take a practical step, I mean, perhaps having the recipe card would look a bit odd if it depending on the circumstances, but you can have written out your recipe on your uh, as an email or whatever and you can just say to whoever says oh this is good bob and you can say i'll be happy to share the recipe and send the email on to them right there and then you just keep the engagement going and it's a positive interaction and they've got something to eat tonight if they decide you know i really i'm interested in this you know i'll try this tonight and it wasn't something odd and they didn't miss the party and all the things that people think that you have to withdraw from life and become this dour, uh, you know, depressed, deprived person. You're out there, happy, vegan, interacting, being, quote, normal um, in the, for the good side of uh, normal. And um, it, it can just be a ahead, make everybody feel guilty just with your presence. Sure. Indeed, <laughs> indeed, indeed. Well, no, I mean, you know, I think I think actually it's. I always encourage people, never lose your temper, never for all sorts of reasons. But, you know, when you're in when you're with your family and and um, you, you you they're eating animal foods and you are not and you are feeling upset by this, don't get angry with them. Just, you know, continue to try to talk about it with them and never lose your temper it drives people nuts. Um, and, and, you know, in, in, in the sense of, you know, 
people in certain ways want to, you know, they, 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 want it, they want you to give them some excuse for why they shouldn't be vegan. And even if it's your reaction, which they don't like, that's the, the excuse that they, that they allow themselves for why they're not vegan. And so just, you know, don't lose your temper. Don't, don't you know, understand something. There's a really interesting dynamic, I think, that goes on with families. You know, we, we, you know, in our culture, you know, moral ideas are passed down from parents to children and from, you know, older siblings to younger siblings. And it's it's not, you know, usually the case where, you know, children are instructing parents or older siblings about a moral idea. It's just not the way it works. And so there's a there's a sort of a built in resistance to this sort of thing because it's not it's not the sort of it's not the pattern that we encounter in our culture. And and so we've got to be patient with people because also we have to realize that, you know, men, many people still believe I say this all the time. I keep saying it because it's it's important to say most people still believe they're going to die if they don't eat animal products. I mean, I know I know that sounds ridiculous. And most of us say, well, it's nonsense because everybody knows you don't have to eat animal foods. No, that's not true. People still think that, you know. That, that if they don't eat animal products, they're going to be they're going to have they're going to have less than optimal health, which is nonsense. And so, you know, we need to educate people. Education is extremely important. We live in a society, but, you know, but it's not something we should look at. With, you know, we, we shouldn't be we shouldn't be defeatist about it or depressed about it. We live in a society where people exploit animals, but we also live in a society where most people really like animals and most people have had meaningful relationships with animals in their lives. They've had dogs or cats or other non-human companions who have been really important in their lives. And so we live amongst people who love animals, but who also exploit animals. And we need to get them to see that loving animals means not exploiting animals. We need to get them to be consistent in their thinking about animals. But I think we can do this. And, you know, and I think, but, but we've got to be calm about it. We can't be, you know, we, you, you can't go into, you know, a, a, a family situation at holiday time and proceed. I, I've actually dealt with people who, I mean, I, 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 I remember some years ago uh, having, Somebody tell me that they were surprised and they were really disappointed because their family reacted so negatively to their their uh, attempt to discuss veganism at Thanksgiving. And, you know, well, what they did was basically, you know, declared everybody in the room was morally equivalent to a Nazi. And, you know. When, when once you play the Nazi card, you know there's not a hell of a lot to say, and 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 um, you know, and it makes you know, I mean, it it, it understandably makes people angry, and um, you know, I mean, and and it it, it doesn't get it doesn't it, you know it, it it doesn't get anybody anyplace. It doesn't help it doesn't help people to think about the issue more critically. All it does is you know, get them defensive. I mean, I, I, the chances of you really making a lot of progress with a meat eater over your Thanksgiving dinner is very small. You're much more likely to have a difficult interaction. So I've found it more useful, I think, um, and sometimes there's a more positive way of following up um, that interaction, just to go as 
happy vegan with good food, you know, and um, you're there, you love your family or you value the elements of your family that cause you to go and you celebrate that. And they see that you are that it, it puts a good face on something that they think perhaps is a, a strange way of thinking or living or whatever. And there you are, you're coming, you're participating in the family. Um, you brought some good food with you, you or you cooked it there. Um, I, I think that's the best way to get through um, holidays. That being said, we've had many holidays when either Thanksgiving or Christmas, it's like open house at our house in the afternoon because people can't stand being with us. You know, when you've had enough, come over to our place sort of thing. So, you know, we all get through, there are all sorts of strange dynamics at holidays. It's not it's not restricted to, to the vegan in the family. Yeah, I tend, uh, to, I tend to want to fast around Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thanksgiving, yeah, well, I, think, I think I'll just have water and juice and, you know. Well, you know, we're bombarded, as we were saying, with these pictures of overindulgence in every, we're just encouraged to overindulge in every single aspect. Of, of our lives so it's a good time to volunteer go and do something that you think is important and contributes more um, those are usually your happiest holidays when you're doing something like that mm. and for the people who uh, feel that they're participating in uh, some great cultural activity by eating a, a dead bird uh, and that's the way of saying thanks um, culturally I think uh, people don't know that a lot of the uh, native peoples here were vegan and so maybe people can go off to their little uh, Thanksgiving gatherings with an, an article I don't know if you've ever read um, uh, Dr. Rita Laws um, she's uh, Choctaw I believe and her article is uh, I believe it's vegetarianism and uh, American Indians um, and how vegan so many of them were you know that's not even known really so yeah. no I, I think but I think we ought to take I, I do think we ought to take advantage of this time and really ramp up our advocacy and really commit next year the 2018 you know we're going every day you don't have to wait to the weekends to go tabling you don't have to go to demonstrations you don't have to Every day, talk with people about veganism every single day. And, you know, and just don't, you know, don't let an opportunity go by when you can talk about veganism. And you you will be surprised how you can engage people. People are actually interested in this. There's a very high level of interest about veganism now. Now, I, I mean, I'm not saying it's all about morality because much of it's about health but use that use that you know use whatever door you have to use to get in but always focus it on the moral issue you know uh, talk to I me mean, if somebody wants to talk about environmentalism I mean one of the things I, I I always say and I know it's provocative but it first of all I believe it but secondly it is provocative and it gets people thinking whenever I'm amongst people who are environmentalists I always say I simply cannot understand how you can be an environmentalist and not be a vegan. But mo most environmentalists that I meet are not vegans. Mm -hmm. So, so when I say that, they say, "Well, you know, I don't think I don't think that follows." I say, "Well, why don't you think that follows?" And then you get into a discussion about it with them. Or, well, that's why I went to the climate march in New York a few years ago with my 
megaphone. Mega- <laughs> I remember you and your megaphone. Um, and, yeah, I was uh, I was playing to the marchers, not to anybody else, because how can you really you, you can't be a meat, dairy, fish, and egg eating environmentalist? It's just. It's but but most most environmentalists are not vegan. I mean, many of the ones that I encounter are not vegans. So most and, environmentalists are not environmentalists. Most right, exactly. environmental groups are not well, environmental groups. So. Exactly, exactly. You know, and so, and, and um, but you know, I also I also you know um, and that, when and that I, for every reason. I mean, everything from uh, animal agriculture being the number one cause of climate change, according to Goodland and Anhang to deforestation, water usage, all the way around. It, it touches all GMOs. Everybody's against GMOs, all the animals uh, whom they eat and all the secretions from those animals. They're, all those animals are fed GMOs. You know, I mean, it's just across the board like an environmental disaster. The most destructive force on planet Earth is the consumption of meat, dairy, fish, and eggs, depleting the oceans, pollution, air, everything. Everything that's, everything that's wrong on this planet is because people eat meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. When are, they, when are people going to come to understand that? You know, everything. I, I think everything. Everything. So we're such a crazy society now. People don't have blood blood flow to the brain. You know what I mean? Meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. We're, every problem. Every problem. And, and I, I also, you know, when I'm talking with people who identify as feminists, I, you know, I, if I'm talking with someone who says that uh, she or he is a feminist and I find out the person's not a vegan, I always say, well, wait a minute. How, how can you be, uh, how can you not be a vegan um, you know, and we, I start talking about dairy. I start talking about the commodification of the reproductive process of the cow. And, and how, how can you not care about that? If you're a feminist, I mean, why do you draw? I mean, you wouldn't draw an arbitrary line between, you know, uh, uh, women of different ethnic groups. Why do you draw the line at species? I mean, why is the commodification of, of, a, of, of, a, of, a, of, a, of the cow any less objectionable than the commodification of a of a human woman? Dairy and, and eggs, dairy and eggs are female exploitation, right? Exactly, and and so you know, but but every day, this is we've got to get back into the into the mindset that we as individuals can do things, and that we as individuals have the power to do things, and we have the responsibility to do things. We need to get those ideas back. And the only way that's going to happen is if we make it happen. And it's not a thing apart from the rest of your life. It's absolutely integral. It's, it's integral to, to life. Yeah. To your life and to your interactions. And look, if we're looking at the holidays, we we start doing different things. We have um, perhaps uh, you know social gatherings with people that we work with, or or our church, or our other you know interest group. That isn't our normal everyday interaction with them. So a different conversation can fit into that. Um, you can, you know, it, you're not going out there and, and talking at somebody, but you're, you're weaving vegan issues into other conversations. So people talk, are talking about some environmental thing, or they're talking about some political thing, or they're talking about cooking or something like that. There's all sorts of ways of doing it. We're traveling. We're spending time in airports. We're spending time on planes, on buses and trains. So, I mean, simple things. Take your your vegan cookbook and read it. And when and you see somebody watching you, um, smile at them. You in, you invite a conversation. So you're not annoyed that they're looking at you. You're thinking, oh, they're interested in what I'm reading. You, go to the Abolitionist Approach website 
and download some of the pamphlets. Yeah. Use them as a bookmark. And so when you're holding your book, you've got the pamphlet in your hand. You're not confronting anybody, but you're watching people's eyes go to it and smile and leave it on the seat when you leave. Yeah, we you, do that all the time. All the time. <laughs> if, you're, if, you're t if you're on a bus or a train or something and the person sitting next to you is kind of a captive audience. So if you've ordered a vegan meal, if you're on a plane or you brought your vegan snacks with you, it, it can start a conversation. Um, you know, people want to know why you got your odd meal first and everything and you explain it or you know a conversation can so many of conversations have started in that you're sitting in the airport and you know that we're on the east coast bob and the weather is awful and the plane is late you've got all these people who are frustrated and sick and tired of waiting and you can start a friendly conversation with people indeed and that's one of the things we're going to be talking about in the um webinar and it's certainly something that we've tried to encourage people to do it uh, you know through ideas in the new book that we're putting together absolutely Terrific. so and that webinar again is advo uh, advocating for animals the abolitionist approach free live webinar with uh, gary and anna saturday november 18th 8 a.m eastern time the perfect time just to get up <laughs> early in california and you know make make you That's know right. use, Take take advantage of the day before it's even light, you know, because it, we don't have much light at the end of the day. Get up and, and use every, you know, that's right. ray of sunshine. So uh, we, can, indeed, we, can, Bob, we can encourage that's the spirit. We can encourage each other, and then we can go out and do stuff. Exactly right. Gotcha. And for people too, you know, who are too, you know, who are uh, you know upset and sad through the holidays. RadioBobby.com, you will be happier listening to Radio Bobby. I really, you know, I, it's strange. I was listening today with Daisy down at the waterfront. I'm I'm the crazy old guy dancing. I can't help it. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm singing and dancing again. I haven't really, you know, done that in a while. But now there's uh, Radio Bobby. So. You better watch it. You know, you better watch it. They arrest people for that sort of behavior. <laughs> but, you know, we're we're living in a time when. When egocentricity is, you know, or, or eccentricity as a general matter is not. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what you mean, but, you know, it's just uh, the spirit moves you. RadioBobby.com, I'm telling you. And also, once again, I remind you, no holiday music. If you want to escape from holiday music, RadioBobby.com. I know you, Gary, and Anna are going, going to run right to radiobobby.com deep Bob, we're gonna, we're, we're just we're gonna get off of this of this show and we're going to close down Skype and we're going immediately back to <laughs> radio Bobby yes and I, I I will do that too and uh, oh by, by the way maybe we'll talk about this in the, in the weeks ahead I don't know if we ever covered that uh, uh, there's another California ballot initiative uh, from HSUS coming to California for and what's this? What's this one for? Uh, oh, maybe. Uh, well, yeah. So I, I guess this came out right at the the end of August or beginning of September. Who I don't know. But California Ballot Initiative seeks to prevent animal cruelty um, and uh, promote safety in the Golden State. So. Um, you know, I, I, I heard, you know, this is resonating, but I don't remember. What, what is it? Do you remember what the exact ballot initiative is? What, what, what well, I don't think it has a number yet. What it says here is, I can see without this pop-up, the Humane Society of the United States and a coalition of animal protection, veterinary, and food safety groups today, that's the end of uh, August, uh, 
uh, file the ballot language that seeks to uh, upgrade. Let me see here. I have to scroll a little. That seeks to upgrade California's laws aimed at preventing cruelty to farm animals and uh, protecting California consumers from inhumanely produced and unsafe animal products. See what I what I can't oh, understand good. about that's, this. Uh, there we go. They that, never that, disappoint, do yeah, they? Exa exactly. I, I just hate the wording though that you know uh, preventing cruelty to farm animals. That that's such a, I mean. Uh, nothing could be further from the truth in a claim. And, and, and they're coming back, I think, you know, every, this is about 10 years ago that there was Prop 2 or so. Could that have been yeah. oh, like nine, yeah. nine or 10 years ago? So everybody in California was upset after collecting signatures. Some of the top signature gatherers really felt like they were duped, you know. So I guess HSUS gives it 10 years uh, to, you know, turn over the crowd. So they'll come back and this will be a big you know, uh, fundraising throughout throughout the year for this next ballot initiative here, and uh, I guess we can go over it again. You know, like in the weeks ahead a bit, but uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, we can always. I mean, the one thing is 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 when when you're looking for something to fill in the time, all you've got to do is go to any of the websites <laughs> of the large organizations, and you can find one really bad idea after another one. Um, or you can like you can you all you need to do is to sort of check and see what what Wayne or Paul or Nathan or any of the, the guys have been saying recently. And it's you know, you can they never disappoint you. They're always tripping over themselves, selling out animal interests. But I'm trying to be I, I, I want and I'm happy to talk about about those campaigns and the problems with them and why they are problematic. It, but it I says, want it says this measure one will establish that eggs produced and sold in California must come from cage free birds, requiring that uh, within one year of enactment, uh, uh, eggs sold statewide would have to come from birds given one square foot of space each. Uh, often, yeah, so that's what, you know, and, you know, a few years ago when Paul Shapiro was trying to get me to support Proposition 2, he uh, came on the phone and uh, we, we said, well, right now, what, birds supposedly have eight and a half inches by 11 inches or something? Not that there's a, a, a team of welfare inspectors going with tape measures and checking. Uh, so he was saying at the time that, yeah, no, this will be 12 inches by 12 inches. That's how he was selling me on Prop 2 years ago that, you know, it's like eight and, eight and a half by 11 now. We need to take them to 12 by 12. And if you do a little arts and crafts project with a piece of paper, eight and a half by 11, and then 12 by 12, it's like nothing. Like, what, what is this, you know? What, but as, what, as we've spoken so many times, Bob, and you and Gary have discussed this obviously many times, is that this is never-ending campaign and little victory that from which you can fundraise and full-time employment for the major welfare groups. So we've got them from the eight and a half by eleven that you were talking about to the square. 12, you know, foot square. As if somebody's going to measure, right? I mean, exactly. Like, and it, they'll say within a year, but then it'll be watered down and it'll be five. And then there'll be an exemption for it. And exactly. <laughs> they they have, talk about Prop 2 like that in this, uh, in this release. Right. Uh, so um, we'll just have to 
it's unfortunate that that sucks some of the energy out of this issue, but they're doing their stuff. That isn't animal rights stuff. That isn't no, abolitionist that's, that's their... advocacy, but we can do something well, else. It's the meat industry. HSUS is, is part of a, an international livestock federation. So, I mean, you know, that all of the large, all of the large groups are par are, are, are partners with animal exploiters. All of them. I don't care which one you want to, you know, all of the large groups are basically in partnership with large institutional animal exploiters. But we need to be focused on the positive aspects of what we as as vegans, as animal rights advocates, as abolitionists, what we can do. We, we, we need to build the abolitionist movement, but the abolitionist movement requires that everybody take responsibility for educating people about not exploiting animals. I go back to the idea I said earlier in the show, we live in a country and a world where people exploit animals, but we also live in a world where many people love animals and care about animals. We need to help them to see that loving animals and caring about animals means not exploiting them. But we can do that. And, and that need... means, of course, going vegan Absolutely. and not this fake advocacy. This is fake advocacy from these groups. And by the way, let me just tell you, it says other leading members of the coalition include the Center for Food Safety, San Francisco SPCA, San Diego Humane Society, Marin Humane Society, ASPCA, Mercy for Animals, the Humane League, uh, Compassion in World Farming, Animal Equality, the Humane Society Veterinary Medical Association, Compassion Over Killing, and um, Animal Protection and Rescue League. Well, no surprise there. Well, but, exactly. Know. Every 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 sellout group out there. <laughs> there are a couple missing, but most of the sellout groups are there. But the but the you know we'll, we'll talk about that in future programs because um, uh, I, I do want I want to discuss that because it's but they're of, not doing animal rights right. work. Exactly. And we can do exactly. animal we rights. We do. Work. We can do animal rights work. We, each of us has the power to do animal rights work, and more importantly, we have the responsibility to do that. Mm. But but we must take leave of you now because. Um, because we have to. Because first of all, we have to get back to Radio Bobby. RadioBobby.com. I know it, it's so depressing talking to me for so long. Just get right to it, and you'll feel that mood elevation immediately. Absolutely. We will we'll go. We, we will go dancing on the waterfront, um, and and um, <laughs> probably get arrested. We'll all get arrested. Okay. Take care. We'll talk with you next week. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Be well. Bye. Bye. GoVeganRadio.com on Twitter at GoVeganRadio, Facebook GoVeganRadio with Bob Linden, and we have Radio Bobby, RadioBobby.com. Make sure that you're playing Radio Bobby at the family gathering this Thanksgiving, uh, because uh, you know the someone someone has to put in a word for the turkey, right? So uh, you don't have to have an argument with your family. You know what's interesting is. You know, years ago, I yeah, I mean, I, I talk about vegan issues all the time. I'll talk to somebody in the store, on the street, wherever, you know. And, and, you know, sometimes in the past people have said, well, get a job, get a life, you know. So it's like they don't feel, you know, well, how, how credible are you, mister? But 
I've also heard people who, who have said, you know, I was going up and down the radio dial and I came across your show. And, and, it, and it comes out that way. People will say, did you hear what the guy on the radio said? You know, so there's, there's that credibility you get from being on the radio, even though it doesn't mean you're more credible than the person standing next to you uh, discussing the issue. But uh, anyway, did you hear what that guy on the radio said? That climate change is caused by animal agriculture, people eating meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. That's the number one cause of climate change. Did you hear that guy on the radio? That's what he said. So I'm the guy, well, I guess I'm the guy on the podcast right now, uh, and we're looking at uh, live science, uh, looking at climate change, and I see an article that says, Humans to blame for climate change, government report says. Well, let's see. Let's see about this here. It says in this article, Humans are to blame, period. Okay, that's uh, pretty... That's a declaratory sentence, isn't it? Humans are to blame, period. Um, and uh, it's what humans eat, isn't it? Okay, well, let's go to the article here. Humans are to blame. That's the verdict of an executive branch government report uh, concluding that Homo sapiens are the dominant cause of planetary warming since the mid-20th century. It's what homo sapiens are eating, but you don't really hear that in the climate movement that much. You have to come to Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden or RadioBobby.com uh, to get uh, the truth, you know, so uh, even the truthers are out there having turkey for Thanksgiving. Okay, so back to this article here. It says, the climate report released today, November 3rd, uh, paints paints a dire picture of the present and future effects of global climate change from sea levels that could rise by as much as 8 feet by 2100 to more frequent heat waves and other uh, extreme weather events. It is also in stark contrast to climate change stances taken by President Donald Trump, who has, uh, you know, so anyway, so, so this article starts to uh, complain about Donald Trump, which, which you know, it's a good fundraiser. Uh, in fact, uh, Go Vegan Radio uh, needs money too, needs to raise money. So uh, uh, let's take a moment and uh, say, oh, that Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Hmm. I'm complaining about Donald Trump. So uh, please send a donation um, just click donate at goveganradio.com. Donald Trump did not cause global warming. And the fact that Donald Trump doesn't seem to recognize climate change doesn't really matter, does it? If people don't recognize the solution, what's the difference if you say climate change is happening or climate change isn't happening? If you ignore the only solution, and we are told the only solution... Uh, we are told by the top climate specialist, Dr. Robert Goodland of the World Bank, Dr. Robert Goodland and Jeff Anhang at the World Bank. Robert Goodland was the climate advisor to the World Bank, the first ecologist ever hired by the World Bank. Um, they are telling us that the only solution to climate change is a massive population shift to vegan. 
That's it. Well, it makes sense, right? If animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change, responsible for at least 51% of all human-generated greenhouse gas emissions, going vegan is the solution that can take us, we are told by those climate specialists, to pre-industrial carbon levels. So it doesn't matter. Politicians don't matter whether they, you know, they're for climate change, they think climate change is happening, it's not happening, and, and a lot of them are concerned, oh, this means, you know, the, 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 they feel that, uh, oh, this is just because, you know, people want a new tax, or they want a climate tax, they want carbon tax, you know, that, that's not the solution, the solution is, we all have to go vegan, you have to go vegan, I don't have to go vegan because I went vegan 33 years ago, but please uh, join me in the only solution because uh, alternative energy is not the solution. Um, you have a government that doesn't believe climate change is happening, so the government will not, uh, will, will not budget the $35 trillion necessary to switch to an alternative energy infrastructure, which will take us 20 years anyway. We don't have the time, we don't have the money, and it doesn't matter whether you think climate change is happening, you're a denier, you're an alarmist, whatever it is. If you're ignoring the solution, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So um, Donald Trump did not cl cause climate change, and he will not prevent the solution to ch climate change. You are the solution to climate change. So, anyway. Um, but I uh, digress here. Didn't I go away from the article here? So, what's the article? What's the article? The article is, uh, Humans to blame for climate change, government report says. And, uh, let's see. Did we get to the part about blaming uh, Donald Trump here already? Yeah, okay. So, um, it says the climate report. Oh, I already said that, right? Okay, so let me scroll down here. Uh, let's see. For instance, the global seas have risen an average of 7 to 8 inches, 17.8 to 20.3 centimeters, since 1900, with nearly half of that, 3 inches, or 7.6 centimeters, occurring since 1993, the report said. I'm quoting here. I'm quoting a quote, okay? Human-caused climate change has made a substantial contribution to the rise since 1900, contributing to a rate of rise that is greater than during any preceding century in at least 2,800 years, um, the report said. Global sea level rise has already affected the United States. The incidence of daily tidal flooding is accelerating in more than 25 Atlantic and Gulf Coast cities. Um, by the way, this is all because you are eating meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. Like, you know, no blame, just like take responsibility, please. Um, let's see, what else does it say here? It says, and things are getting hotter with annual average temperatures over the contiguous United States increasing by 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit, or 1 degree Celsius, between 1901 and 2016. And over the next few decades, scientists predict those temperatures will rise by about 2.5 degrees Fahrenheit, or 1.3 degrees Celsius, relative to the period of 1976 to uh, 2005, the report said. 
Assessing the Science, it says here. The Climate Science Special Report, or CSSR, is based on an analysis of peer-reviewed research, publicly available resources, and certain modes and data modes, modes and data sets related to climate change, according to the report's executive summary. The report was overseen by the U.S. Global Climate Change Research Program, which itself consists of 13 federal agencies that deal with environmental issues, ranging from NASA to the Department of Energy and the Departments of State. The group... Uh, and the Department of State, uh, singular. Uh, the group assessed the current state of climate science as part of the National Climate Assessment, or NCA, program. Uh, the new report, uh, the new report is the first volume of the uh, fourth ever NCA. Uh, or NCA four. The first NCA was published in two thousand. So what, are, what am I saying here? The new report is the first volume of the fourth ever NCA-4. The first NCA was published in 2000, the second in 2009, and the third in 2014. So I guess we're on the fourth uh, NCA report or National Climate Assessment report here. It says, ultimately, the U.S. Global Climate Change Research Program is under the oversight of the White House Office of Science and Technology Policy. Um, and so, uh, anyway, you're still getting this report of dire consequences coming from the government. Uh, let's see here. We'll go down to dire warnings. Well, that'll keep you listening because uh, I think uh, fear, fear, fear keeps people listening to the media. Uh, fear. Well, that's what Brian Williams said. That's his job to to you know instill fear in the audience. So. Let's have some dire warnings here uh, from this article. It says, in addition to documenting changes in temperatures and sea levels, the new report warns that heavy rainfall events are increasing across the United States, as are heat waves and forest fires. Reduced snowpack and early spring melt are driving water scarcity in the western U.S., according to the report, threatening to bring about long-term drought by the end of the century. Uh, Atlantic hurricanes are likely to bring greater amounts of precipitation on shore in a uh, warning uh, in a warming world and may increase in intensity according to the report. Small tidal floods have already increased between fivefold and tenfold since the 1960s in the US in coastal cities and the rate of uh, uh, what is it? and the rate of these floods continues to increase in 25 cities along the US Gulf and Atlantic coast. Quote, without major reductions in emissions, the increase in annual average global temperature relative to um, pre-industrial times could reach 9 degrees Fahrenheit or 5 degrees Celsius or more by the end of the century, the report authors wrote. With significant reductions in emissions, the increase in annual average global temperature could be limited to 3.6 degrees Fahrenheit or 
2 degrees Celsius or less. Such reductions require a major effort that would need to start rapidly, the report continued. But, of course, this report, like all other reports, like the whole environmental movement, like 350.org, like Greenpeace, like the Sierra Club, who uh, many of them awash in meat industry money, just ignore the facts. Ignore the facts that animal agriculture is the number one cause of climate change. And when we say here, such reductions require a major effort that would need to start rapidly. That means you need to go vegan now. That means we all need to go vegan now. That's, that's, that's how we start this rapidly. And we don't depend on politicians like Trump, uh, who denies climate change. And we don't uh, depend on politicians like, I don't know, choo choose your Democrat who says he or she... Uh, believes that climate change is happening. I don't see anybody saying that we need to go vegan. Uh, the only one saying we need to go vegan, here I am, here I am. This is the solution for climate change, the only solution for climate change. You know, it's, it's not going to be politicians. Uh, it's not going to be government. It's not going to be environmental groups. Um, it's not going to be caused by some coal plant or pipelines being built in the future it is because you are eating meat dairy fish and eggs and you know what that leads to that leads to another article i want to talk discuss here right now um, this is also in life science it says 2017 is slated to be in the top three hottest years of all time so uh here we are just continuing this trend, this article says, The year isn't over yet, but 2017 is already expected to be the second or third hottest year on record. The World Meteorological Organization, or WMO, announced today, November 6th, at the United Nations Climate Change Conference, in Bonn, Germany, where I bet they're eating Wiener schnitzels, huh? They're having Wiener schnitzels and complaining about climate change, I'm sure. From January to September 2017, the average global temperature was 1.98 degrees Fahrenheit or 1.1 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, according to the WMO which is an agency within the United Nations. Um, and, you know, another agency within the United Nations is the Food and Agriculture Organization, FAO, which is the livestock industry. So it's, it's, it's hard to get truth uh, other than your vegan truther friend right here, Bob Linden. What can I tell you? Um, so it says here, last year's powerful El Nino, the warm phase of the recurring climate system across the tropical Pacific, basically guarantees that 2016 will remain the warmest year on record for the time being. So no climate change, huh? What's the warmest year on record? Last year, 2016. OK, um, so that's for the time being. 2016 looks like it's uh, it's going to hold the record because of El Nino last year. 
but this article says, but it's still unclear whether 2017 or 2015 will be the second hottest year on record, the WMO said. So look at this. Look, look, look at the battle here. It's between the, it's among the last three years. It says here, uh, whatever pace 2017 gets, oh, I'm sorry, whatever place, am I, am I reading like Bill Burr? This, this you know, it's like, anyway, uh, whatever place 2017 gets, the five-year period of 2013 to 2017 is expected to be the warmest five-year period on record, the WMO reported. You get that? So, the... This is the five-year period, 2013 to 2017, is expected to be the warmest five-year period on record. Uh, this finding is based on five independently maintained global temperature data sets, the agency said. Quote, the scientific evidence supporting human-caused global warming is overwhelming, Don Clifton, a senior lecturer in the School of Management at the University of South Australia, said in a statement, continuing his quote, yet progress to address the problem is still hampered by ideology over evidence, political inaction, and the self-interest of powerful players in industries that are key drivers of our impact on the climate, end quote. Sounds to me pretty hopeless. Sounds like there's no solution to be found uh, in uh, ideology, politics, and industry. What are we left to do but the only solution? Go vegan, mass population to going vegan. You have to go vegan and you have to convince everyone you know to go vegan immediately. ASAP says here, in addition to high temperatures, 2017 also had its fair share of catastrophic events, including hurricanes, floods, heat waves, and droughts, the WMO reported. Climate change can make weather events more extreme than they would be otherwise, Live Science reported previously. Moreover, long-term indicators show that human-caused climate change isn't going away as carbon dioxide concentrations continue to increase, sea levels are rising, and ocean uh, acidification is getting worse, the WMO said. Arctic sea ice coverage is below average, and the extent of Antarctic sea ice, which was previously stable, is at near record low. Um, quote, we are witnessing extraordinary weather, including temperatures topping 50 degrees Celsius, uh, which is 122 degrees Fahrenheit, in Asia, record-breaking hurricanes in rapid succession in the Caribbean and Atlantic, reaching as far as Ireland, devastating monsoon flooding affecting many millions of people, and relentless drought in East Africa. Um, and quote WHO Secretary General Pateri uh, Taalas said in the statement, in its findings released uh, just days ago, the WMO announced 
January to September was the wettest on record for the lower 48 states in the United States. Uh, the area burned by fires in the contiguous United States from January to October was 46% above the 2007 to 2016 average. Parts of southern Europe, including Italy, North Africa, parts of East and Southern Africa, and the Asian part of the Russian Federation, broke records for hot weather and China was equally hot. However, the uh, northwestern United States and western Canada were cooler than the 1981-2010 average. The five-year average of 2013-2017 to 2017 is about 0.72 degrees Fahrenheit or 0.4 degrees Celsius warmer than the 1981-2010 to 2010 average and about 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit or one point, uh, where, where am I? 1.8 degrees Fahrenheit or 1.03 degrees Celsius above the pre-industrial period. California had the hottest summer on record and extreme heat impacted other western states. This culminated in a major heat wave from the end of August to early September, which included a record high temperature of 105.98 degrees Fahrenheit, 41.1 degrees Celsius, in San Francisco, uh, right here, right here in the Bay Area. So, anyway, um, it says here the WMO's findings are, quote, alarming, but not unexpected. Liz Hanna, an honorary senior fellow at the Climate Change Institute at the Australian National University, said in the statement, Global atmospheric carbon dioxide levels are now 46% higher than pre-industrial levels. And that's the end of the article. And again, as usual, uh, an environmental article, an article about climate change, mentions nothing about animal agriculture. Nothing. Nothing about animal agriculture being the number one cause of climate change, deforestation, cutting down all the trees, which also affects climate. Um, it's just a mess, you know, because people are eating turkey for Thanksgiving. What can I tell you? People are eating meat, dairy, fish, and eggs. Climate change. Time to go vegan. It's the only solution. Uh, where have I heard that before? Uh, here. I hear that here. Um, okay, so I have a great holiday gift idea for you um, that all animal lovers in your family will love. And it's the My Life Coloring Book and the My Life Coloring page. So you'll be putting your heart into art this holiday season, a fun, creative, educational experience from vegan artist Victoria Hart. Um, and you and the kids will be coloring pages in a, in a coloring page or a coloring book starring your beloved dog, cat, or other animal family members. All you do is send Victoria a JPEG, it is that simple. It's that easy. She has a couple of websites. Check them out. You'll see examples. You'll see what she can do. And, uh, 
yeah, definitely check it out. So go to mylifecoloringbook.weebly.com. That's mylifecoloringbook.weebly.com. Or victoriaheart.weebly.com. That's victoriaheart.weebly.com. This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at goveganradio.com. You know, I mean, it... I don't know what to tell you here. It's uh, that time of year where people start, you know, people are considering making donations. I guess if, uh, you know, if you don't have, if you're really busy this holiday season and you can't really hurt animals, you know, yourself directly, you, you know, you can always donate to the Humane Society of the United States if you really want to hurt animals and, and do something against the interests of animals. Anyhow, um, if you want to do something for animals, please, by all means, a donation to Go Vegan Radio. And don't forget, we are suggesting that you play Radio Bobby, radiobobby.com, at your family gathering. If there's a dead bird centerpiece um, at your Thanksgiving dinner, have Radio Bobby playing so that, uh, you know, there could be a word on behalf of the turkey. Uh, a word on behalf of animals, uh, the animals who are eaten and worn and used. Uh, so there can be, uh, you know, a word on behalf of real family values, real family values, family health, uh, keeping keeping family members alive, avoiding premature death. Those are family values that will be discussed in, you know, in an inoffensive way. Uh, when you play Radio Bobby at your family Thanksgiving gathering, okay? It's RadioBobby.com. Um, and we would greatly appreciate a tax-deductible donation from you in this holiday season. Everything we do costs dinero. So uh, please, uh, it's a tax-deductible donation. Please find the Donate button at GoVeganRadio.com. This is Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden at GoVeganRadio.com on Twitter at GoVeganRadio, Facebook, Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden, and don't forget RadioBobby.com, our 24-7 music station with amazingly awesome music, and also for this holiday season, our gift to you, no holiday music on Radio Bobby, so you can escape holiday music, you know, it's Holiday music free on Radio Bobby because everybody else is playing holiday music and uh, Radio Bobby is nothing like everybody else. So check it out at RadioBobby.com. I think you're really it's it's it will be uplifting if you're you know if you're 
if you're feeling down this holiday season, if you know the holidays are kind of a drag and you get sad, you know, you can turn that frown upside down just by going to radiobobby.com. You will love the music. Make sure you're playing Radio Bobby at your family gatherings this year. You never hear commercials. You know, we're, we're every other radio station is is selling turkey for the holidays. Go pick up your butterball or your butt hair ball turkey. Um, not Radio Bobby. We're you know we're asking people not to eat turkey for Thanksgiving, not to eat ham for Christmas, not to eat meat, dairy, fish, and eggs, or honey at any meal. Honey baked ham. Um, so, oh, I do, uh, you know, you, you know how often this program talks about Formula One, uh, race car driving, um, never, we've, we've never mentioned it in 16 years on this show. Um, why should I mention it right now? Well, well I'm looking, uh, at the website, The Drive, and it says Lee Hamilton credits his Formula One success this year to going vegan. And the subtitle as well, that and Nico Rosberg getting the hell off the team. But that's not the headline. The headline is Lewis Hamilton credits his Formula One success this year to going vegan. And uh, I think that I think that he's he's won like four of them, right? So where's the article here? Come on, scroll scroll up says, uh, says, uh, his instincts on track may be predatory, but his diet sure isn't. As it turns out, Lewis Hamilton credits much of his success in, in his, in, in this Formula One season to his decision to axe animal foodstuffs from his diet. Quote, I feel the best I have ever felt physically and mentally, all year I have felt strong mentally, but physically I have taken a big step, and that is with the decision I have taken to change my diet, Hamilton told Motorsport.com. Hamilton's move to an all-plant-based diet. Oh, it's all-plant-based, so that must mean vegan. Okay. Hamilton's move to an... Uh, to an oh. I think I see a typo here. Hamilton's move to an plant-based diet. No, no, no. I think it's a plant-based diet, but okay. Hamilton's move to a plant-based diet has been a few years in the making. Last month, the F1 legend told the BBC that he had worked his way up to vegan, the vegan lifestyle by you know, cutting one form of meat after another from his life. He said, I stopped eating, so he basically says he stopped eating red meat a couple of years ago, as if there's any, you know, there's really no difference, what's the, red meat, white white meat, purple meat, whatever, but okay, uh, which is carcinogenic also, um, meat, dairy, fish, and eggs, so he stopped eating red meat a couple of years ago, and then he uh, uh, was eating chicken, and then he stopped chicken, and then he was eating fish, and then he stopped fish, and now he is totally vegan. He's crediting vegan to his success. And then the article goes to talk about uh, uh, what? Hamilton said he had a long talk with uh, Mercedes F1 head honcho. So I guess he's driving a Mercedes and he's battling uh, 
he has a competitive uh, battle going on uh, with uh, Ferrari. So here's a guy. So so he beat he beats the Ferrari. So look at that. Guy goes vegan and Ferrari can't even keep up with him. So anyway, congratulations, Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I guess we'll have to start talking about Formula One uh, racing here uh, more often on this program. So, oh, uh, I'd like you to visit the website, possumswelcome.org, possumswelcome.org, and you learn about an animal sanctuary in the making. This nonprofit is seeking coastal land for this farm animal sanctuary. It's a great vision. Uh, the plans are to have a small vegan cafe, um, uh, five-room uh, bed and breakfast, and weekly seminars uh, on uh, to learn about uh, everything from veganic farming and yoga to veganic to, to vegan cooking, um, and how to be more conscious and compassionate. So uh, help make this dream become a reality and uh, get information, get involved. Um, so you can go to Possums Welcome possumswelcome.org or you can email christine at possumswelcome.org christine at possumswelcome.org that is our friend Christine Garcia who is definitely a, a hero to the animals uh, really dedicating her life she's an attorney and she has dedicated her life to defending dogs in court that's, that's how she spends her time so uh, get in touch with her. Uh, this is her dream, possumswelcome.org. I think she wants me there cooking, but that would be fine with me. Okay. So, so also, if you want to support uh, a hot and sexy vegan fashion line, go visit sonusdenim.com, that website, and you'll support a vegan company. That's spelt S-O-N-A-S. -A I mean, sonus, I guess it, it is, huh? S-O-N is in Nancy, A-S, denim, like jeans, like, like in jeans, you know, dot com. Sonusdenim.com. Each jean, uh, or each pair of jeans, if you're lucky enough to get, you know, uh, the plural, uh, each jean is uniquely made up of 50 pieces of denim uh, and made here in sunny California. Um, and... They also sell yoga pants and uh, very supportive of animal issues, of course. So um, you'll love their products, and they look and feel great, and they are entirely cruelty-free. That's Sonus Denim, S-O-N-A-S, denim.com, for men and for women. So uh, let's see. Have I... See what else? Anything else I wanted to mention? Oh, also, yeah, uh, you know, the holiday season. Uh, we have another vegan artist uh, who was on our uh, program. What was it? A few weeks ago. Now you can hear the interview on the archives with Preston Smith. Preston uh, PMS PMS Artwork.com. Um, Preston is offering a discount to our listeners, uh, the listeners of Go Vegan Radio with Bob Linden. You can get a 10% discount on artwork uh, 
if you put in the code, the secret code, that's not going to be secret once I tell you it's go vegan, all in caps, G-O-V-E-G-A-N. That is the secret code that's no longer secret that you enter when you go to PMSartwork.com. What happens then is you get a 10% discount and Go Vegan Radio gets a donation. So it's a win-win, win-win-win for everyone. So check that out. Uh, that's uh, PMSartwork.com. I think that will just about do it for us today. I am going to go back to listening to Radio Bobby, my favorite hobby, my favorite pastime. Again, uh, remember, so, you know, put it on your calendar that uh, if you're if you're going to a family gathering and there's going to be a dead body on the table, you want uh, Radio Bobby playing at your gathering. You want you want the music of Radio Bobby, and uh, you know you'll you'll there'll be some words on behalf of the turkey, on behalf of all the animals, on behalf of the environment, and on behalf of your family's health. So uh, check it out. It's RadioBobby.com, 24-7 enjoyment for you. And uh, okay, so we will talk again next week. I thank you for listening. And please support this program with a tax-deductible donation. You can go to GoVeganRadio.com. Com for that. You can also become um, a supporter through Patreon, a subscriber for as little as a dollar an episode, a dollar a month, whatever you like. But uh, we definitely need your help to keep on going and keep on growing and keep things happening. So anyway, thanks for, lis- thanks for listening and uh, talk to you soon.